Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1993's The Nightmare Before Christmas, directed by Henry Selleck, starring Chris Sarandon and Catherine O'Hara. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Okay. Um, what is this? Uh, this is uh, this is from 1971, I believe. Um, it's a Robert Altman film. Oh. It's a revisionist Western that is really excellent. It's Warren Beatty and Julie Christie. Um, they they there's this town where he comes in and uh, begins a like a he tries to build like a a, a brothel, and uh, and Julie Christie becomes his business partner who like mm-hmm. really knows the business. And um, it's kind of a movie where 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 we're taking what we knew. Well, when I say revisionist western, um, it was like when westerns started to to really tell the truth about what the West was. Yeah. You know <laughs> that it really was a lawless place, and it wasn't a, a, a you know an arena for John Wayne to mm-hmm. to to you know strut about. It, it was it was a place where people with money who were really evil just thrived. Yep. And uh, yeah, and it's it's a great great movie. Really? Yeah. Does it feel like an Altman film? Absolutely. Okay. Um, there's overlapping dialogue. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, and and once you know what what Altman's style is, and that you don't have to hear every word everybody is always saying, mm-hmm. it's like wow, this this really feels like real life. That's uh, cool. Yeah, uh, Robert Altman, everybody, mm-hmm. he's good. Yep. I spent an evening watching The Last Jedi. Okay. And I must say nothing because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> right. Um, just that I really loved it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. I'm on the it was awesome side of things. Cool. So. Uh, but beside that, I've been watching This Is Us, the TV show with my <laughs> right. wife. Um, yes. It's a good show. Yeah. It's pretty good. I would recommend it if you want one, some kind of drama stuff like that, some tear-jerking stuff. There it's go. got a ton of great actors in it. Oh, my God. And I can't remember it, but the guy who plays Randall, his name, he was nominated for Golden Globe this year. Is it Sterling K. Brown? Yes. Yeah. And he's from St. Louis, mm-hmm. actually, where yeah. we're recording. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's He's dynamite in right. this show. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, The Last Jedi was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about The Nightmare Before Christmas, Dave. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Sure. Um, so this is uh, a stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy film. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> did you prepare that? <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're... Uh, where we have a, a a village that is like in another dimension. Uh, it's called Halloween Town. It turns out like every holiday has its own village that yeah. that that, um, that supplies the 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 trappings of the holiday to the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kind of the 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 most prominent citizen of Halloween Town uh, finds in another dimension that there's a Christmas town, and he decides that that Christmas is the superior holiday, and he wants to take his um, his his Halloween knowledge and apply it there. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> It's a <laughs> and 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 hijinks ensue. That sounds pretty sweet, actually. It does, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm assuming everyone's heard of this film. Yeah, it was immensely popular. I've seen it a dozen times. Of I mean, course. I had the clamshell VHS as a kid. Nice. Um, I was nine when this came out, mm-hmm. so I ate it up. Um, I don't know if you enjoyed it as a kid or anything, Dave. I was in high school when it came out, so yeah. it was a little bit past me. But but yeah. like everybody at my school still had seen it because right. everybody was still like going to kids' movies and enjoying them. Uh huh. Um, so I, I I didn't I I didn't grow up with it as much as you did, but mm-hmm. like I I also liked it as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of it was Tim Burton's name on it. Yep. And everyone's like, oh my god, he did Batman. Right. Did Beetlejuice and Pee Wee and all this. This movie looks so different from everything that's out. True. I mean, it, obviously, it looks like Rankin and Bass stuff, which is a huge influence on it. Yeah. But, like, 
it, everyone had to go see it. Like, this guy made Batman? This guy did the, Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was a big sensation. Right. And it's Rankin and Bass, like, like with, with that Tim Burton filter on it. Yeah. Um, where where the, there's something that's a little bit... Uh, it, it's very inviting while also being off-putting. Yeah. This rewatch I did, Every all the Halloween Town citizens are kind of disturbing. Yes. They've all got, like, stitches over their eyes and, like, bulbous things coming out of their faces. <laughs> just... Really kind of gross stuff. It, it, it is, I know, and, and the movie is subversive for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. but but mostly because of, you know, like what you just mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. everything in there, I mean, when you when you do a rewatch like this, and it helps actually to have done, a, to, to have seen it a million times, yeah. to be able to like pick up on these things. I mean, like the, the, what's going on in the background and I mean, like the little guy in the guitar. Yeah, you know, like like it's it's just it's it's a weird touch of a, of, of both good imagination uh-huh. and also just something to like kind of unsettle you. It's and, just, I, uh, and it's shaped like a coffin. Yeah. Did you know that's Danny Elfman? No, I didn't. Yeah, know that. that's his cameo in the film, the little <laughs> oh, wow. redhead guy okay. in the guitar. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Who Danny Elfman also did all the music for this. Yeah. I think he wrote the songs. Yes. Uh, he performs all the singing for Jack Skellington. Yes. And does a few other voices in the film. Like he's the most prominent dude in this film, basically. He like he's the most important aspect of this film, really. Without the music, like right, they can't do the stop motion. They can't. Mm-hmm. The story is this. This movie's a musical, you know, like a Disney musical, right? So I mean, he's like the backbone of this thing. He is, and and yet, when you, I I would wager that if you if you showed this movie on mute. At mm-hmm. like midnight at the science center, mm-hmm. and just had it like in the planetarium, uh-huh. and it was like kind of all around and you. And you're on surround. shrooms. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was like Laser Floyd. You know, <laughs> I imagine that it would probably be yeah. the experience would be no, different. You could play the wall during it. You yeah. could, you could. It could be a Dark Side of the Rainbow situation <laughs> where, where where everything's just sinking up because you're high. I mean, <laughs> like I, I the, the, there, there's something about the the visuals in this movie that actually. Um, Without the music and without the dialogue, it, it still kind of is some kind of experience for you. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, the models are great. Oh, like I said, man. it's kind of disturbing, but their attention to detail on everything. <laughs> and the stop motion, it goes along with that unsettling nature of the visuals. Yes. Because like, stop motion is never 100% fluid, no matter what you do to it. It still seems a little off, you know? Yeah, that's part of its appeal. I know they they spent forever making this look good. It, it took three years for them to do the stop motion. I've got some stats. If yeah, you, all right. I got me. a yeah. few too. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so what goes into the stop motion? It takes a lot of patience. Uh, it takes years. <laughs> <Yes>. You know. <laughs> um, so twenty sets were used with over a hundred animators. One hundred nine thousand four hundred forty frames taken and animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And over three years of filming. Yeah. That that's uh, Jack Skellington's puppet had 400 interchangeable heads with different facial expressions yes. and mouth shapes for when the singing goes. They film one frame at a time. Mm-hmm. You have to change the head to make the next little partial shape of the O sound. They had to do this <laughs> for three years. That's an accomplishment. As far as work <laughs> go, like, 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 I think that, that people, at least people like me and probably yourself, mm-hmm. Like would kind of thrive in that environment, yeah. just like okay. Well, I'm sure you're given a deadline. I'm sure you have deadlines yeah. all over the place. Oh yeah. But but if if you know that something like this is going to take that long, I would kind of almost enjoy that process. And you have to figure out exactly what movements need to happen mm-hmm. in this frame. Yes. And it has to be planned out way in advance, because you can't just wing it. 
You have to storyboard someone smiling. You can't just say, hey, Jack, why, why don't you do it a little faster this time? Yeah. You know, it, oh, you, yeah, exactly. you can't just do another take. No, no. <laughs> can't be George Lucas going bigger, bigger. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's got to be faster, like, more intense. Yes. <laughs> you got to draw 15 <laughs> pictures of just someone raising an eyebrow. Right. You know? Yeah, uh, some 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 little tick of expression that you have to like actually plan months in advance for. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, I know. At the time it, it came out, it was like God, this is some kind of accomplishment. Yeah, you know. Um, were there the Rankin and Bass stuff? Were they long like this? I remember them being like shorter for TV. Um, yeah, they they were they were shortened for TV most of the stuff. Because this yeah. movie is like eighty minutes or something. Yep. it's not super long. Right, but it's not like a TV special thing. Right. Which I know Tim Burton wanted it to be a TV special. He did. And uh, no one wanted it because they were like, this is like a fucking corpse. Why would I do this? <laughs> and it, it, it is a little bit too. I mean, like you can put it on TV now, of course. And well, it was on TV everywhere. Man. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I don't know why anybody, anybody who running a TV network wouldn't have wanted this. Yeah. I mean, just, just seeing the concepts and seeing, I'm sure they had like tons of drawings like already prepared of what, yeah. what it was going to look like. I mean, it's it's exactly what people wanted in the early 90s. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And we had already been introduced to Tim Burton. You yes. Know? We're like, wow, that's that kind of weird dude. Yep. Um, he's making an animated stop motion film. Wow. I'm kind of interested in that. That's right. Uh, but yeah, the story. Mm. Let's get into that. Okay. So like you said, Jack is the, I guess, leader of Halloween Town, Jack yes. Skellington. Right. It starts out with a song, This is Halloween, and he, he introduced all the Halloween people, and then everyone is congratulating him on another great Halloween. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, they've celebrated, they're celebrating, and then Jack kind of slinks off, and, uh, you know, he's uh, kind of sad that uh, at, at what he's doing every year in and out every year. Yes, you know, he's he wants something different. Mm -hmm. And then that's when he goes to Halloween Town, right? It's, he goes, yeah, goes yeah. to Christmas or Town. Christmas Town, excuse yes. me. Yes, but before that, the song where I think it's called Jack's Lament is the name of the song, okay. <laughs> which I love that song actually. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the one thing I love, we've talked about the visuals, is when he's walking through the cemetery on that spiral hill, mm -hmm. and the moon is behind him, and the camera is like panning through the cemetery while he's walking and singing, and we've talked about how like an accomplishment it is. Like that had to be oh, insane to to plan camera movements. With the song and the animation, and to make it look that good, like I don't know what I see that like the moon is in the background, like behind the hill, slightly moving because the camera's moving and stuff. It just looks gorgeous. Yes, and I think that maybe if they, if if they had shot this movie in 2017, if you could do this on an iPhone, it would probably mm -hmm. be a little easier. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> right. like consider like all the all the work that went into that shot you just described. Uh huh. Now you have this big bulky camera. Over a field of miniatures, mm -hmm. um, how like like how are you even um, staging it? First of all, mm -hmm. I mean, what they pioneered on Star Wars, I mean, is, mm -hmm. is still being used at the time, and it was it. it of course, the effects worked, mm -hmm. but it, it could not have been easy. I mean, just just maneuvering <laughs> no. all that heavy equipment around to shoot something that is literally a foot tall. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know how tall the, the Jack Skellington model was. I mean, yeah, it, maybe, I don't know. I mean, a foot might maybe. be a little, kind of a stretch. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the, the the hills and the mountains and the sun were probably that big. I mean, like I've, I've seen like the I saw a picture of like an onset picture of Henry Selleck and Tim Burton. Yeah. Like like stand like they were standing behind the. Um, the scale model of, of Halloween Town, mm -hmm. and it's so tiny, mm -hmm. and it's just like all this stuff is going on. Like you, you've done all this work, 
And then on top of that, everything's been miniaturized. I mean, like, like yep. how does anybody even do it? How do you work that small? It's insane. Yeah. And I know the sets were built with, you know, like, so they can fold open, the cameras can get in and that kind of stuff. Right. But, like, just planning all that, that's, that's immense work. It is. <laughs> I mean, Locke and the other trick-or-treaters might have been an inch tall. Yeah, you know, and and you're you're not only getting them on camera, but then you have to like you, you know, have close ups, and yeah. you, you've got the camera moving around them and stuff. It's and how many heads? I mean, if you yeah. have four hundred heads for Jack Skellington, mm-hmm. you you know you have other characters that are going to be on camera almost as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- you have to then you know like like is that head just like literally yeah. an eighth of an inch or I in mean, a mat? Like God, when they're doing some of the songs, when they're all singing at the same time, yeah, they have to move everyone's head. In every frame, that's maybe we wouldn't enjoy ourselves. I mean, you know, know. I don't know. Maybe I'd like to be like in charge of that. Maybe exactly. (laughs) That's right. I don't think I'd like to be. I don't know if I could handle being the guy that has to go and like make sure I don't move the guy's arm. You know, just oh no, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, but you find me hanging from the rafters after a week. (laughs) I'd be in the background, you know. I'd fit right into the movie. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Just, I'll just leave Scott. In there. Yeah, that's, that's right. fine. We can't reshoot this. <laughs> what I don't know is how he was able to swing his body frame by frame. God damn. I'm just that good dead. That's right. But dude. not that good alive. That's why I killed myself. And I'm weeping because like Henry Selleck is yelling at me and also because my friend died. Um, and, you know. <laughs> now I can't do a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then Jack goes to <laughs> Christmas Town, uh-huh. and you get the "What's This" song, which I like. Yeah. Do you like the music in this the movie? Um, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I, I, it's weird. I think that you and I are 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 like switching positions we, here. We are because you I know. don't like musicals. Really. I know, and you do. Yes, I, I, I am a huge lover of musicals, and I, and I sometimes think that the music in this movie is, uh, is too much. Yeah. Um there there's just there's just too too much of it and it's almost like Danny Elfman is is kind of uh overrunning what is oh, like like he's taking away from the visuals. You know, Possibly. In, in some cases. Yeah. It's like he 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 felt himself as Gilbert and Sullivan and was just like, you know, I I have free reign to do whatever mm-hmm. I want here. So it's like maybe 80% of the spoken words on screen are in musical form it feels like. There's a lot. You know, and I'm just like, "Okay, mm-hmm. Danny, I get it. You can sing." You know, how about, you know, like, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't bother me really, okay. which is crazy. And you know, I infam- infamously hate musicals. Yeah, that's right. But I've never had a problem with animated musicals. Maybe because it's like not like a... we've said, it's not not just bursting into song randomly from right. people. That doesn't happen in real life. Right. This so... is this is an imagination. This is a world of imagination, and yeah. you're, you're okay with it. I okay. think that's what it is. That's fine. And I mean, it doesn't hurt that I kind of grew up with this movie too. So yeah, I, I like the songs. They bring back memories. I remember being on the couch in my living room, watching Channel Eleven, so I can. <laughs> So I can see the the Warner Brothers commercial where you could win a copy of Nightmare Before Christmas. I oh. remember that, laying like on the the side of the couch with your feet over the arm, you oh, know, sure, like yeah, sure. with a pillow behind me. Yep. Yes, I remember that vividly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy to see why sometimes like rebellious teenagers um would identify with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because of its subversion, I mean, like a certain kind of kid would feel okay living in Halloween Town. Yeah, 
I mean, and that's why when you go to like whether you went to Hot Topic in 1994 or 2017, mm-hmm. there's there's little Jack Skellington figures and shirts and stuff like yep. that. It's 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 never died down. Mm-hmm. Like this movie hasn't probably become a staple of the holidays. I mean, like it just. I, I wouldn't think it was it has, but mm-hmm. apparently it actually is. It's, it it's, is. It's a yeah. it's a thing now, but it's also still kind of cool. It's more like the Rocky Horror of like Christmas yeah. tradition. Yeah, you know, like it has a huge following, and it is. I would say it is considered a holiday tradition mm-hmm. for lots of people. Like, right, but it's not mainstream. Yeah, which is weird because it's like it, it's it's immensely popular with with still without being mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, um, kind of like. Uh, like like I don't know, Nirvana. You know, like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of just got this outsider cool about it, which which even though it's making tons of money, um, and is kind of something that everyone has done, it still seems like something that that is that is special to you. Right. Yeah. You're you're not conforming to everyone else right. somehow. Right. Pretty Maybe cool. it's because it's such a unique movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not like any other holiday movie. Even stuff that came after it. Yeah. Doesn't I mean like no one's really attempted this kind of thing since 1993, which is which is really, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Henry Selleck did the James and the Giant Peach, which I think was the same type of animation. It was yes. Um, and then what what was the other one? There was like the Corpse Bride, which was like another ten years later after uh-huh. that, right? Or something. And I think that was another Tim Burton. But yeah, movie. that was a Tim Burton movie. I think he directed that one too. Actually, did, did he? I think he directed that one. He did Coraline as well, which was like just a few years ago. Henry Selleck did. Yes. Yeah, and that was a Lakai production, and those guys are great. They just did Kubo mm-hmm. and all oh, the box trolls. I never saw, but oh yeah, all, all their movies like that. They're in this stop motion style, mm-hmm. but they're like those people are actually like innovating it too. They're yes. like incorporating CGI and different backgrounds, and they their miniatures are actually they have big miniatures, like oversized miniatures, which is weird. Oh wow! Okay, um, and it's cool to see like that get innovated like that and that's probably a lot a little bit easier to maneuver those kinds of things that than than like a a, a six inch you know jack skeleton statue. yeah they, they do like i don't know whatever they do now it's it's pretty awesome yeah but that that really comes from this movie popularity like i mean you can take it all the way back to Rankin and bass yep which is where this all started and then like ray harryhausen was the godfather of this kind of stuff right in main movies right um but there wasn't really a whole movie like this until this film no and and i i looked into a little bit about henry selick uh a movie that i'd seen when i was a kid when i was about maybe i don't know 10 years old was return to oz um, oh yeah i've seen parts of that but that's it you know I, I would I would wager that like maybe your kids are still a little bit too young for really? Return to Oz. Yeah, I I've mean, heard it's messed up. It is messed <laughs> up, and Henry Selleck storyboarded it, um, <laughs> nice. which which like it really fits into like Nightmare Before Christmas. What this guy's imagination is—he uh-huh. likes scaring kids, but he also likes kids. Right. It seems you know. Okay. Which is fine. <laughs> Everyone likes scaring kids. <laughs> right. Screw them. <laughs> um, so Jack gets the idea to kidnap Santa and take over Christmas. <laughs> yes. Because he's bored with Halloween. You know, he can't just be himself. He has to uh, be something else. He I has mean, a midlife crisis here. A mid-death crisis? Is mid- he dead? He's dead. Okay. Everyone's dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, everyone in Halloween Town is 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 the undead. That little fat kid with the chain around his neck yep. and the crosses on his eyes. Yeah. Oh, that little cute guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's dead. 
These guys are fucked up. Man. I know. I, mean, like, <laughs> I know. Demented. Like, I mean, because because Sally is is a pretty much you know she's the bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, she's made out of spare parts. Uh, like she yep. uses her she's sewn together. Yeah, she'll sometimes like extract limbs in order to to get out of jams. Uh huh. You know, which um, is cool. Which is a really cool yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like, like she puts her leg through that thing yeah. with oogie boogie, and yeah. he's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then her hands are cr- climbing down the road. Yeah, that's cool. It is. And it's probably the first instance of foot fetishism in in one of the movies we've done because Oogie Boogie walks over, <laughs> he sees the sexy lady leg, and starts yeah. messing with the foot. Starts tickling her. Yes. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, you know, Quentin Tarantino was Oogie Boogie. <laughs> I know. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, it, it was right around the time when Tarantino was hitting it big, and I'm like, what is happening in the movies now? You know, 1993, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. But Sally's cool because she can do that. It and is. she uses it to her advantage. Right. I like that character. A oh, lot. I like Sally. It's a good character. I, I think Sally is really kind of the, the audience's eyes almost. Well, yeah, because she know? can see what's happening. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. Right. You know? Right. And everyone else is blinded and they, they can't see. Of course. They're just like, wow, we're going to be th- the greatest. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. Nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> And to the idea of, I said we said earlier that the movie was like subversive in a way. I mean, the abduction of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. we as the audience and Sally know what a what a messed up idea that is. Mm-hmm. Like that you're you're even if the characters in this movie don't don't have uh, uh, the picture of Christmas that we do, like, they don't know anything about Christmas. No, yeah. But but somehow she senses that that, that something is amiss. And not only are we going against what we know, mm-hmm. we're taking something we've never even heard of. Jack literally discovered this two minutes ago, uh-huh. read a couple of books, and now we're changing our whole life yep. to, to, to do this other thing. Uh-huh. Um, she knows that this is not going to work. Exactly. And we're, we're going to be kidnapping somebody. Well, it's Halloween Town. Kidnapping, like, is the first thing you do when you get there. You I know? suppose like- so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that, that that's kind of like uh, a misdemeanor for them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trafficking in people yes, is like. Yes, of course. <laughs> you just get a ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a parking ticket. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it's around that same level. <laughs> um, yeah. So they kidnap Santa. Jack ends up being Santa. Yeah, and. Uh, it doesn't go as planned <laughs> as you might expect. <laughs> I, I I really like how when he's out delivering presents, he doesn't know that all these morbid things he's delivering to people no. are like really scaring them and messing them up. Like he's trying, he's so blinded by like the idea of being Santa that like he's because he's delivering stuff, they're automatically like going to love him yeah. or something. No, like you just gave a man-eating snake to somebody as a present, and it's eating them. Like uh, <laughs> that's not what Christmas is, you know. Like no. he thinks he understands Christmas, but he doesn't. And this toy delivery sequence is probably my favorite thing in the movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all calling the police and yes, everything. It's someone who isn't self-aware going around like doing doing what he's doing because he he like Jack is a nice person, but no one who like encounters him in the real world is going to know that. They're right. going to run in terror from because of what he looks right, like. Right, here's a sentient skeleton. Yes. Yeah. With, with like, with sticks for a body. <laughs> um, and, and like, like he doesn't look anything what, what we expect Santa Claus to look like. And he's giving these really ill-advised presents, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, the, I think it was, it was, remember it being in the trailer, but it still got me on this viewing of 
the the parents walking up and, and oh, saying, yeah. what did Santa bring you? And the little kid opens up the box and produces the severed head. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, like this yeah. is this is in a, a, a kid's movie and, uh-huh. I, and it's so, so cool. I love it. Yeah. And about that scene, by the way, like what parents come down at 12.02 <laughs> and see your kid with a box and say, oh, what's Santa bring you? Yeah. I'd be like, get back in bed. <laughs> Dude, okay. Put that down. Uh, of course. Get back in bed. Y- you're absolutely right. <laughs> but, but this is also in a world in which the presents actually are delivered by Santa Claus. I know, dude. I you know. know. <laughs> so, so I mean, they're, they're, they're like child discipline doesn't exist. So, no. uh, yeah, I mean. The police are even like announcing to the world, like, yes. Santa has not been found. We're going to have to cancel Christmas. Like, exactly. Yeah. So that, it's that's a rank it. and bass world, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everything's made of clay and yeah. Christmas actually is a thing. Yeah, so it's Halloween and the Easter Bunny Uh and a a clover tree. Right. All of it. I guess we're all Christians, you know? I mean, it's just (laughs) that that, that's the world. So did... Did the Catholic Church like rail against this movie? You think? Um, I am. I am. I don't know anything about that, but I can imagine it. I imagine so. Okay. I'm. I'm sure they didn't care for it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Ooh, Christmas. Jesus. There we go. Um. So, yeah, Jack gets shot out of the sky. I like that scene when he realizes they're shooting him. Mm. Um, he thinks it's fireworks at first. They're like, oh, they're celebrating. Oh, man. You naive piece of shit. Oh, God, dude, what are you thinking? And, and then they hit him, and he's like, oh, my God, they're trying to hit us. Quick, run away. And yeah. Then, then he gets blasted. Thank God. <laughs> Screw this guy. <laughs> I like him. I like the movie. Of but course. I mean, come on, dude. Well, the, the, when when the cannons are firing, okay, mm-hmm. and it's it looks like a a, war, a what World town war II is this gunship? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I know, I know. The police have tanks. You know what? It's it's wait, it's, it's just like real life. Exactly. It's <laughs> yes, it's Ferguson. I guess. I mean, they're, 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 that's where Jack that's is flying where he's over. In Ferguson. Yes. I thought I saw a quick trip on fire. <laughs> that's right. He was a dirt cheap in the background. Just just squint, and you'll see it. <laughs> So Jack is actually shot out of the sky uh-huh. yeah. and plummets thirty thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, lands on a on a large uh, lands in a graveyard and isn't dead. You know, well he's Which, already dead because he's already dead. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That 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 that's that makes perfect logical sense. <laughs> um, but he he realizes the error of of, of doing this and um, I like this scene a yeah, lot. Me too. It's one of my favorite. He's la- he's laying there in this like it's a big like. You know, tombstone of an angel with open arms, yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. and he's laying in the arms, yeah, uh, like like a corpse, like just like the angels holding him, like, all right, you're dead, we're taking you, or something like that. That's cool. I like it a mm-hmm. lot, and uh, I really like the song. It's different from all the other ones. Like, it's not all rhymy and like cheery, kind of. Or, right. I mean, the music's not really cheery. It's kind of creepy, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but like, it's just him singing about how terrible the thing he's done is. Yeah. And then he realizes, you know what? Like, hey, that was kind of fun. You know, screw this. I'm going to go back and do Halloween again. But, you know, I left an impression here. Yeah. And uh, he's proud of it, even though it might not have been a good thing to do. Right. But he realizes the error of his ways finally. Right. Uh, a little too late. But, uh, yeah, I just like it a lot. I, I, I do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I like that he immediately kind of realizes he has to make a new plan. And then he has to, number one, and he has to figure out what happened to Santa. Because earlier yeah, in the movie. Yeah, he's got to save him. 
Like he he told Locke and uh, played by Paul Rubens mm-hmm. and the other trick or treaters. Catherine O'Hara plays a uh, shock. Oh, she does. And I think Danny Elfman plays the other one, so, Beryl. So Danny Elfman and Catherine O'Hara are doing double duty, maybe triple duty as yeah. different characters. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So they're, they they apparently were, were told by Jack not to give not not to leave Santa with the, with the monster with Oogie Boogie with Oogie Boogie. Well, uh, they they promised him, but then they had their fingers crossed. Uh oh. Uh huh. Right. Which, which like a bunch like a bunch of shit eating kids. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like 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 Vira, Violet Beauregard. Right. Yep. Yeah, she was able to do it. or Veruca Salt. Excuse me. Ooh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they crossed their fingers and they ended up taking him to. Oogie Boogie, who who is torturing Santa? Mm-hmm. He's 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 got him tied up, <laughs> and he's like doing. He's got him on like a baccarat wheel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, Oogie Boogie's like. Oh, so he's the boogeyman, uh-huh. I guess. He's like, he's in like a casino. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's he's made of like a potato sack, and uh-huh. he's filled with bugs, and um, he's just singing like some lounge music or something. And yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why he's a casino guy or whatever. But it well, just that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. He kind of lives in in sort of a Riddler's world, kind like, of like, like a hyper a hyper magical Riddler's world, where like anything that the Riddler could dream up in the moment, like mm-hmm. it just kind of appears and comes mm-hmm. from Hammer Space because it's a cartoon. Yeah. So whatever the boogeyman thinks is like something that's gonna terrify Santa, he can just sort of do it. Right. Um. Almost like. Freddy Krueger in a way. That's yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like whatever whatever your deepest fear is, then he just it just materialize, and we get a kind of an extended sequence of the boogeyman doing this to Santa Claus before Sally yeah. shows up to try to save him, mm-hmm. and then Sally's uh, rescue mission is botched um, somehow. I, I she, she's I trying think, to she can't lift Santa. I think he just pulls the leg out and sees that it's detached yes. from her, and he realizes what's happening. Right. I actually felt like Oogie Boogie was kind of an intimidating villain. Oh, I did too. Like, he was actually seemed like a scary threat. Yeah, of course. For real. Even though, like, you love these creepy people, they all seem nice. He's the only one that seems bad in this town. And when you put the camera close up to his face, it kind of looks like Christopher Nolan's Scarecrow. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of scary. Yep. You know? Um, I, I don't... Why is he evil, though? Like... I don't I don't know. get it. He's the yeah. only one who's evil. And everyone in town knows it. Yeah. Is he, like, locked in this dungeon or something? But yeah. then why do the kids, like, I don't know. The kids fraternize with him, and yeah, everyone kind of like, knows it. They, like, take care of him. They said that they're his henchmen. Yeah. Like, I, I guess in a town called Halloween Town, maybe it's allowed to be like this. I don't know. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I guess if he doesn't kill anyone, maybe, maybe that's... But that's... you would think, like, you know, like, everyone would be on the same page, though, in Halloween Town. True. Like, we're all evil and bad and whatever, and yeah. I don't know. You got to have an antagonist, I guess. I guess I so. Know. Right. I, I, don't, I don't. But but did he have did he have in mind that he was it was was the was the goal of the boogeyman to to kill Santa Claus? Was that what was going to be? I the think end? he was going to eat him. He was going right. to cook him and eat him. That's right. I think that's, that's right. what he was going to do. Yes. Okay. But Jack saves the day. Yeah. Um, and comes and fights Oogie Boogie, and he Oogie Boogie pulls some lever or something, and then all the casino things start shooting and chopping at Jack. And then uh, Oogie Boogie's thread gets pulled, and he turns into a pile of bugs, which is gross. It um, is kind of gross, you know, when that thread gets tangled up in that helicopter bro- blade, and yeah. it just like rips the sack off, and then it's just a, a mound of bugs inside of him. And uh, when you see the bugs dripping into that like vat of hot liquid, yeah, it's pretty gross looking. It looks like an actual real 
effect. Like, it looks like real liquid with real things falling in it. I don't know if that's what they did for it or right. not, but I can imagine trying to drop things frame by frame might be hard <laughs> <laughs> and making a splash frame by frame. So I don't know. Thousands of like, of like, uh, you know, like bugs commingling like that. Uh-huh. It, it, it's, it's just, it's always scary. And it looks like something like from Snowpiercer or Creepshow mm-hmm. or Halloween three, yeah. like, like, like just a bunch of cockroaches all together. And, and that they are what it turns out what's making up this being. Yeah. Like that's what he looks mm-hmm. like on the inside. It's, I mean, I, I can't imagine having been like five years old seeing this movie in a you know in a theater. I would have been pretty scared. Yeah, that's the way Tim Burton works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like most of his movies. Yeah. Uh, I watched Beetlejuice as a kid a bunch. And right. I can't believe I did. Like that movie's pretty scary. I know. I mean, it's not terrifying, but that's not a kids movie. No, I mean, like, and just like be- whether it's Beetlejuice or, or even I mean, Pee Wee. Big yes, Pee Wee's Big Adventure creepy. has a ton of stuff in it that, that like that like little kids can't handle. And I, I felt that way about Return to Oz, as I said. I mean, yeah. like, like when those when all those severed heads are in that gallery, I'm just like, I mean, I shouldn't be seeing this, and I, and your mind just can't handle it. Disney put out a lot of kind of creepy kid shit in the '80s. Yes, you know. So I guess they're just continuing on. And as, it's uh, yeah, why not? Do they do that anymore? They don't. Not really. Not that I can think of. No, uh, they, they've really scaled it back, and and they, I mean, they released this film through Touchstone, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if it exists anymore. I don't know if Touchstone exists anymore. It, it, it was it was a real jarring sight when I when I when I started the stream and it uh-huh. said Touchstone Pictures. I was like, oh, that takes me back. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that logo yep. in in twenty mm-hmm. years. Um, but this was the way that they could get around, you know, like right, like, yeah, they, they did that a lot through the Disney brand. I mean, that's where they released like all their R-rated films yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, they really don't do it, like because like two years later, I think Toy Story came out, right, and then that was like, all right. We're going. This is the direction we're going now. Yep. And like that's where they've been for the last twenty-two years. Yes. You know? uh, yeah. No, you don't see this much anymore. No, nothing's hand-drawn anymore, and um, and everything is is nothing scary. And I mean, as much as big deal as I'm making out of having been scared by little by by stuff like this in movies, it's good for little kids also to get scared at stuff like this. Yes. It puts hair on your chest, and it also, you know, like, makes you understand the world a little bit better. Yes. Uh, we are re-watching Stranger Things with my eight-year-old son. Excellent. Um, and he says it's scarier than he expected, okay. but it's really good. Good. So, good. there you go. And he wants to watch Jaws all the time. I'm going to start watching scary movies with him pretty soon. Well, good. That's mm-hmm. great. I mean, he, I mean, if, if he keeps talking about it, I'm like, have you ever fucking seen it? What are you talking about? You will shit your pants. Yes. It. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's a little advanced, but I mean, yeah, but something like Stranger Things, of course. Well, when you were a kid, weren't you talking about Freddy Krueger all yes, the time? I, was. I mean, yes. even if you didn't see it, I had no, exactly. Right. I, I had never nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And and I mean, The Shining absolutely scared me shitless. Oh yeah, you've told that you know, story on the air. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I had no business seeing it. And you went and hid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I ran to my parents' room and hid behind their bed. Yep. Um, because I couldn't, I could, my mind couldn't process those images. But like, it, it looking back, it was it was a totally uh, necessary experience for a little kid. Everyone needs to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of the movie. Santa Claus comes back and saves the day. I guess so, yeah. Uh, Christmas is saved, and then Jack and Sally finally fall in love. Right. Which I think is kind of a plot that doesn't need to be in here. Yeah. Part of the plot, the love story thing. Yeah. I do enjoy the song where Sally's singing about how she loves Jack, but he doesn't even notice her. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. But it's kind of like, it's just throwing on top. Like, hey, here, you know. I know. A, a little bit of a love story. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I guess it drives Sally to want to help Jack, yeah. but like you don't see any kind of tension or it's not even an important thing until like the end. Jack's just all of a sudden like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you, which he, he had he had been nice to her and kind to her just like he is to everybody else in the town. That's what I was going to say. Just, yeah. He treats her just like everyone else. Right. And all of a sudden he realizes he's in love and her motivation had already been established of like trying to get away from the doctor. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I guess I guess in, in as far as missteps go in the movie, it, it's not the most horrible thing to have tacked on a love story. Yeah. But it, it is it is a little bit. Um, it's kind of shoehorned in it a little. Is. Yeah. yeah. And it's not really it's not really developed well. Maybe there was some deleted stuff that yeah. got cut. I don't know. I know there was an alternate ending where. Oogie Boogie was actually the doctor getting oh, revenge because oh. Sally wanted to be with Jack instead of him. Okay. Because he created her yeah. to be his mate or something. Right, right. Um, which we see a replacement being made. But um, yeah, that got, that got cut for the bugs, I guess. I okay. don't know. Well, I mean, that, that would have been a very interesting direction if they'd taken that. Yeah. Um, and actually, the doctor himself is a pretty good character. I like him, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when he keeps uh, like opening his head to like reveal the brain. And he's he cuts, scratching it. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he puts half of his brain into the, into the other yeah, yeah. doctor that he makes. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. I like the doctor. Yeah. Um, he, when you first meet him, he's like kind of, all right, we're supposed to hate this guy because he is trying to hold Sally hostage. Yes. But then he really is being like fatherly to her mm-hmm. when he's there he's like you're just going through a phase you know right right we'll get through this you know and he's being really nice about it i mean he is kind of despicable in ways <laughs> but like he is a likable guy he's not the worst person yeah. certainly no like, like he he's 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 sympathetic like everyone in the movie except oogie boogie yeah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah and yeah. did you know um Vincent Price was supposed to play Santa Claus. Yes, I did know that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, we, we have plans at some point to do Ed Wood down the road. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we'll get into like Tim Burton's relationship with Vincent Price mm-hmm. because it mirrors Ed Wood's relationship with with um, Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They met late in life and like became friends. And Tim wanted to give Vincent work. Yep. Which is just a cool thing. Really cool. You know. Um, anything else? Um, yeah, I would say Catherine O'Hara, like getting, getting her singing in a movie is what you want. Uh huh. Um, like she, she's, she's always, she, everyone knows getting her. Getting her in your movie at all exactly. is what you want. She, she's a great performer. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Uh, we all know her from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know her from, uh, from all the comedy stuff she's done. And, and Best especially in show. The, the stuff with Christopher Guest yeah. is the mm-hmm. thing. And especially A Mighty Wind. Mm-hmm. When she, uh, sings in that movie. Um, she she has an amazing voice and her and the duets she does with Eugene Levy are are you just can't be missed. That's so, a combo. Yes, and that's back from like you know SCTV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it goes all it goes back years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also, I want to mention the guy who plays Oogie Boogie is Ken Page, um, also from St. Louis. Mm. Um, and he I remembered him from Torch Song trilogy. Him and he was in. Uh, I don't know if he was in the original cast, but in the film they did in 1989, he plays Murray uh, alongside Harvey Firestein, mm-hmm. um, and he's awesome. He's about seven feet tall, and he, <laughs> he's just this massive guy. Is he made of bugs? No, he's not made of bugs, thankfully, <laughs> okay. but, uh, but he's just this huge dude, and uh, he's got a big, booming voice, and you should check out Torch Song Trilogy if you want to see Ken Page actually do some some good work, too. Okay, that's pretty neat. Yeah. All right, Um. so... Would you recommend the movie, Dave? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, four stars. I four stars. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'll give it four stars and a recommend. Uh, I love this movie. Good. It's great. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, get us somewhere better. You know, anywhere <laughs> else you get a podcast. <laughs> or go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, what is the question of the week, Dave? Uh, the question of the week, what is your favorite use of stop motion animation in any film? Yeah, it could be just like a, a scene or two mm-hmm. from any movie, or it could be an entire movie. Yep. Anything you want. Any use of stop motion. That's right. Uh, so let us know that, please. And guys, remember, Dudes on Demand is in January. Come on. Yes. Get us your requests. We've already got like a million yes. to choose from, but we haven't settled on our, I think it's five movies. Is it five uh, or if, four? Think, is there, if there's five, five It's four days, or five. Yeah. I can't remember mm-hmm. in January, but get them in. Right. Because we are keeping all options open That's until right. the last moment. And if you have, if we get a whole bunch of requests, which we already have, it, it doesn't mean, like, if, if you don't get into the Dudes on Demand month, there, there's still a chance we might do your movie at some other point. Right. This movie we did this week, yep. A Nightmare Before Christmas, was a request. That's right. From a long time ago. Yep. Um, and even throughout the year, if you want us to do something, let us know. We've gotten a few emails like that, um, and we just did a request in the middle of the year. That's you know? right. Just, if you got an, an idea, let us know. So stay tuned next week, folks, because we're doing a New Year's episode. <laughs> Uh, 2013's Fruitvale Station, directed by Ryan Coogler and starring Michael B. Jordan. Uh, yeah, let's celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.